0: all right welcome back to sweating the board my name is trevor shorts i am one of your co-hosts and tonight i am joined rejoined by my other co-host colton colton how are you doing tonight good
1: it was good to have a bye week um last podcast uh got rejuvenated uh spent sunday night doing some catch up on homework and stuff like that i had a big project that i kind of put off
0: and had to write but yeah i've been doing good how about you pretty good we uh what got through the last podcast? I'm sure the people were sick of hearing me ramble on for half an hour. So it'll be good to kind of get a little bit a little bit back to our normal dialogue as we kind of talk about talk about the week that's gone on here and into the into the weekend here. So where would you like to start at? Do you want to kind of talk about our recap of a few of our picks? Should we start with the masters? Where do you want to start at? Yeah, let's recap the picks first. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and start? All right. So I had a couple
1: Monday night picks. I had the jets plus nine and a half. Um, I felt pretty confident about that and that ended up hitting, uh, in fact, the jets almost, uh, won that game outright. Um, kind of blew a lead in the second half and New England ended up winning, but, um, I also had the game under, uh, 41 that ended up, uh, going way over. I think the total point score was like 57. I want to say, So mm-hmm. that didn't come close to hitting, um, I also had a Maction pick. I had um, Miami of Ohio and the Buffalo over. I think that was a pick you also had. Yep. And I I don't know how close did that come to hitting. I was just kind of half following along on my ESPN app.
0: Uh, it was pretty close, so I just scrolled down to the bo- this game here. So, Buffalo ended up winning 42 to 10s, and uh, what, did, what did you say you had at 55? 55, yeah, so we needed like three or four more points. Yeah, so we were close there, but. Uh, you know, one team puts up 42 points. You think you should be good, but sure enough, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those are always frustrating when one team pretty much carries the other and another team doesn't yeah.
0: do much for you. Um, yeah, for sure. My other
1: two, yeah. My other two picks were um, Masters picks. I had DeChambeau to finish in the top 10, and I got Brooks Koepka to finish in the top 10 as well. Um, those are still pending. We're just wrapping up. Um, as we're recording, the first round just got over Um, is sitting at I want to say two under um, after the first round and then the last I saw uh, Brooks was hovering around like even or one over Um, and I don't know if he got through his first round because like you said um, it was delayed due to rain.
0: Yep so uh, we'll talk we'll get to our special master's segment here in a little bit I can kind of go over my my picks that I had from the last time so I had also I had taken the Jets total team under of 15 and a half and sh- uh, sure enough that completely went way over just uh this is we all expect to happen um, they put up quite a, I forget what the final score of the game was at the I think it was 30 to 27 New England. 30, that sounds about some, very similar. So the Jets put up quite a quite a bit of points there. Another bet I bet I got that hit that did hit was the first half total of 20 and a half. Um, I just felt the teams were able to, you know, put up some points early on. I felt that number was fairly low and I believe they put up like 23 or 24, somewhere in that range there. So that was a winner there. So we, the two of us, we went two and two or two, two for four on Monday night. So that was pretty well going 50% there. And then like you had mentioned earlier, I had the Miami Buffalo over, which at the point when I recorded the last time, I didn't have a number specifically, but I just felt Based off the first week of Maction, they were able to put up points, but Miami did not this time, did not carry their end of the weight. So that was a miss. Another game I did get right for Maction was Central Michigan minus six. They had played Northern Illinois and they just absolutely smoked them 40 to 10. Um, so that was no, no issue there. And then my final pending pick for the Masters was Dustin Johnson to win. And that was at plus 1,000 at the time. I believe before it locked it was that he was at like plus 800 or somewhere in that range there. And as of, like we said today, tonight, Thursday, uh, got play got suspended due to rain. It's kind of a rainy day for the most part, but a lot of guys got their rounds in, but some of them did not. Um, Dustin Johnson currently sitting. Um, where is he on my, there he is. He is sitting tied for 13th at minus three. So, you know, obviously first day, uh, some some most well i say about half the golfers got their first round in the other half got got about you know half of their first round in so i believe tomorrow friday um they will finish up that first round and then push back probably everybody's second round there if i had uh, guess how it's gonna go so you just kind of want to kind of move into ma- a little bit of masters talk now too since we're already kind of here
1: yeah yeah so basically yeah like you said um that first round for some of those guys, it looks like um, a majority of the field got done with that first round, like you said, but that'll get pushed back to early Friday morning. And then the second round will be delayed a little bit. Um, Yeah. Like you said, some of these guys, I mean, there's player, there's golfers with only seven holes completed. So you're looking at golfing over a round and a half tomorrow. I wonder, um, that, that definitely changes your game plan and how you strategize for, for, for Friday and the rest of the tournament. That, that would definitely throw me off
0: for sure. And like kind of before we just kind of start hit record, uh, we were talking about like, so normally how golf goes, you either on day one, you tee off some, some guys tee off early day one and then later date the, toward the front of the group day one and then towards the back day two. And then they switch vice versa for day two, for the second day, the, the later golfers go first, early ones go last. Now, now this kind of throws the whole thing off. Like I'm sure. A lot different. How to game plan for day two, even if you have completed your first round or not. So, um, we just can kind of give an update for the leaderboard as we sit Thursday night. Uh, currently in the lead for the Masters is Paul Casey. He's sitting. He shot a 65 with a minus seven score, so he is our current leader. We've got a couple of guys tied, or a few guys tied for second: Webb Simpson, Xander Shoffley and Justin Thomas. All shot minus five for a score of 67. Then just some other notable. Big names are out there. Tiger Woods sitting at minus four right now. So actually that's his uh, best first round he's ever shot the Masters at minus four, which I was surprised to see that. I saw a headline there. So good for Tiger in contention early. Um, Tied for 13th, we have John Ram, Ricky Fowler, and Dustin Johnson sitting at minus three. Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Canley sitting at minus two, tied for 21st. Phil Mickelson minus one, tied for 34, and tied for 51st. Rory McIlroy and Zach Johnson sitting at even par there. So, like we said, some of these guys haven't completed their first round yet, so it's tough to kind of it's kind of tough to analyze even after the first round anyway of um, kind of who who's who's sitting well, who's not, and so forth there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It looks like a lot of those big names are under par, like you just mentioned. Um... I think after day one, if you're sitting under par, you're, you're fine. There's a lot of golf left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think anywhere under par is fine. A couple big names were back in the pack. Uh, uh Spieth is back there at plus two. Um, so a little farther back than I expected. And then, uh, bubble Watson's one over. He's still got, uh, eight holes to, or excuse me. He's through 11 in his first round. So he's still got that to finish up. Um, but, yeah, it looks like most of those big names are still in contention. Like you said, Tiger had a really strong round, and, and Deschambeau closed well after opening with a double bogey. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun to watch.
0: Yep, one other guy, I, I don't, don't know if we mentioned it on Brooks Kepka. he's sitting at plus two through ten of his first round. So, again, he's one of those that did not get the chance to finish. So, like I said, I would say really nobody's really out of it just based off those guys who haven't finished yet. Um, and so for there, a couple other notable – notable things from the first round. Like I mentioned earlier, Tiger shot his best first round ever at the masters today. And then Bryson DeChambeau, uh, he was kind of struggling a little bit against the course at Augusta. Um, And basically social media made fun of him for it. Cause he's kind of got that, you know, kind of nerdy, uh, nerd angle going like he's got, he looks at all the angles and all that jazz where no one else really does that, but, but him but he has been doing well this whole year on the tour, so I know there's a lot of pictures on social media going around of him looking for his ball in the bushes and then just hitting some bad shots and like that, and people people like to crap on him a little bit when he was struggling there.
1: Yeah, and he's been, I mean, he's been really successful, Like like you kind of talked about. He might approach the game a little bit different, but I mean, whatever he's doing, is definitely working for him. Uh, yep. I, I think what I read is he has one, one of the longest drives on tour. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah.
0: And then one other one other thing, I, another small article that the uh, Masters chairman was hoping, you know, obviously we're in November here and the Masters usually play in April. I think last time I may have accidentally said June. I can't remember if I did or not, but it, usually in April and they're hoping, um, they're hopeful that they can move it back to April because that's kind of when you know COVID was, hit it when really nobody was – everybody was really canceling everything, so they're kind of hopeful that with or without fans that they can return back in April there. So we get basically two Masters in what, six months, give or take? That would be awesome, yeah. That would yeah. be crazy. Yeah, for sure. So that's the cover there. I'm sure we'll have a recap of the whole tournament on next episode. And we might might be finished, might not be, but we'll for surely keep you guys updated on what's happened there.
1: Yeah, more than likely Sunday night when we record, we'll know who's won. So yeah, come our episode probably Monday, we'll have some uh, final result talk for you.
0: Yeah, for sure. So then we can kind of move ahead, move back a little bit to last two days of maxion football here. Did you how I many did you catch any games, Colton? They were kind of spread out more this this week with three games on Tuesday and three games on Wednesday. I didn't watch any of the games live. Of course, all over
1: um, social media was the Western Michigan game, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but that was a
0: wild one. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We can start with Tuesday. So we had three games Tuesday, like I mentioned, Ohio-Akron, Ohio Ohio won 24 to 10. Akron, no, as much as I crapped on Akron for being terrible, they actually covered the spread. They were 27 and a half point favorites, and really that game was – They were with Ohio, not with them, with them, but like not like blown out from Ohio the whole time. So they covered their first game in probably like two years, give or take. Yeah, that was surprising. That was one of the games I considered
1: for my picks just because like you touched on, Akron has been so bad. For
0: sure. Yeah. So uh, obviously Akron needs some more work to do to get an actual win, but there seems to be on the right track with able to at least cover a game here. So Another big, another big scoring game. Kent State Bowling Green. Kent State won sixty-two to twenty-four. Kent State covered the twenty-one points without any issues, um, and also the over easily hit. Kent State hit the over on their own. Score over under was at fifty-five and a half. There. I'm just looking at my, um, looking at my phone here. I'm trying to remember which ones I actually because that was you no know, two days ago. At this at this point, I'm trying to remember like. Which ones I actually went to there. Yep, I did have Kent State minus 21. I did have the under of Akron, Ohio at 59 and a half. And then and then one more game for that Tuesday was Buffalo game we already mentioned, Buffalo, Miami. Buffalo covered the minus eight without any problem. I thought I took Miami, Ohio plus eight to cover, missed that game. And I also, like we mentioned earlier, took the over. That was at I got it at 56 and a half. So at one point one point higher than we said, but either way, still missed. That game went under there. Yeah, yeah, and the, a lot of those games, like you said, there was a lot of points
1: scored, and that Kent State dropped 62. Like, Yeah. This, that's crazy, and that's matching. It's, it's, like, so unpredictable. And a lot of the times, like, I feel like I want to take the overs, but these lines are set so high. Like, that, they usually set it, like, the mid to upper 50s, sometimes 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like tempting to take, but like I don't know. I usually just stay away from them because it's so unpredictable. That's the joy
0: of action. So then <laughs> it's we- a roller coaster. Oh, for sure. Then we can move ahead to Wednesday night. Um, so I think Wednesday night was more the more fun games, in my opinion. Um, first one we had Ball State Eastern Michigan. This game was pretty back and forth for the most part. East uh, Ball State won 38 to thirty one. However, Eastern Michigan did cover the eight and a half points. Um, I I missed out. I thought Ball State would win that, would cover that game. They only won by seven, so I missed there. And game went over 61 and a half. So, again, another high-scoring, another high-scoring game that went over the high total was set. Um, Central Michigan beat Northern Illinois in a game already talked about, 40 to 10. Um, I did take, I gave out, it was five and a half, or let's see, five and a half, six and a half, either way easily took care of Northern Illinois. That game went under 57 and a half. So, again, another game we talked about that, you know, a team scores 40 points, you know, you figure you should be good for the over, but Northern, Northern Illinois did not pull their weight there. And then probably the game game of the week for Maction was Western Michigan-Toledo. Western Michigan won 41 to 38. However, Toledo was pretty much, was, you know, leading that whole game for the most part until so Western Michigan came back um, with about 15 seconds left they um, fake spiked the ball and scored a touchdown to not only win the not only to cover but win the game outright there so that was a wild sequence where Western Michigan they thought they were going to spike it then there was a receiver that came from basically one side of the field to the other and he was uncovered ran about 15 yards right to the end zone caught by the easiest ball you'll ever see and getting the win for Western Michigan there. So, at that point, I was one, project to go one and three in my bets for – or no, I was one and one, project to go one and three. That swing there got the hit the over along with the Western Michigan covering there. So, I, in one play, I go from one and three to three and one winner there. So, what a night in action.
1: Yeah, that last game was wild. Um, yeah, Toledo was, like, up by a lot late, and I think mm-hmm. Western Michigan scored. Got an onside kick, no,
0: then drove that. Yep,
1: yep. The onside kick was crazy too. Then they drove down, like you said, and ran that fake spike and scored on like, with like under thirty seconds left. So yeah, yeah, that was wild. Yeah, and if you had the over in Western Michigan, like what a roller coaster, and it ended up being awesome for you.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that took care of Maxion for the week, and then now we kind of move on to the rest of the college football. And Colton, we have chaos in the SEC right now. <laughs> we have. Four games out of the seven that were scheduled have been postponed. We have Alabama LSU, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Auburn, Mississippi State, and Georgia, Missouri. All these games have been postponed due to positive tests, contract tracing, and subsequent quarantine amongst the teams. So we only have three SEC games this week. Um, Auburn paused all their activities after 12 positive tests to their team. So we go from a full slate of SEC to only less than half, less than half the conferences playing this weekend. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. And you wonder if it's because, like, the SEC protocols, they seem to be, like, a little looser, especially in terms of fans. Like, I don't know if that had anything to do with this. And, but, you know, you look at the amount of fans they're letting in the stadiums, and I'm sure if, if that's a policy, I don't know that exactly their other policies, but I'm sure their other policies are somewhat looser than other conferences. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that plays a factor in all this but man is it
0: crazy yeah SEC was one of the you know big conferences that wanted they delayed a little bit they wanted to play and you know their big names get hit so really the only three games that we have this week for SEC are Kentucky Vanderbilt boring South Carolina Ole Miss not that exciting and then Florida Arkansas is probably your SEC game of the week if I had to pick a game just because
1: everybody else is out, so. Yeah, I agree with you there, and Arkansas has been covering most of their games, so that'll be an interesting line to follow. I know they're getting a lot of points. I think it's like 17 or close to 20, somewhere in that range. Yep. So, yeah, that'll be a good one to follow. I agree, it's probably the best game there.
0: Yep, so that's the SEC, and then we had a Big Ten game get canceled. Ohio State, Maryland got canceled because of the coronavirus. I believe it was Maryland had an outbreak on their team. They paused all their activities. Uh, Well, so that game is off this week. Um, Wisconsin should be coming back. Um, It looks like they were good to go against Michigan this week. So that'll be one to watch to see how Wisconsin bounces back after not playing for a few weeks. Um, This one just came out today. Uh, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech got postponed to December 12th because of coronavirus on both of the teams instead of just one. Um, then, unfortunate unfor- uh, for- news, a Penn State running back, Journey Brown, had to medically retire from football due to a heart condition found. So that's a big blow to Penn State. Uh, it's sad to see young guy have to retire due to medical medical reasons.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, honestly,
0: that young. It's definitely sad to see. And Penn State's right now 0-3, uh, so we'll have to see how they bounce back who does Penn State have this week I can't quite remember let's see they oh they have Nebraska this week that's right yeah I think Penn State's three-point favorites if I remember right yep three-point favorites on the road at Nebraska so you wanted to watch too and last I just kind of wanted to touch on this a little bit so after Notre Dame got that big upset win against Clemson um, all the students stormed the field and stuff you know I figured Might not be the best look, you know, given what's going on in the world. And I believe it was either Sunday evening or Monday, somewhere around there. The Notre Dame president threatened the students after they stormed the field. Um, Did you check it or see any of this uh, uh, popped up on social media at all, Colton? Um,
1: I just saw the I saw the rush of the field course, which was, like you said, a terrible look. But I actually haven't heard about what the president said about it.
0: Yeah, so basically the president released a statement stating that um, because the students stormed the field and obviously they were very close to one another, um, they now have to do a couple things before they can even leave for like Thanksgiving break or anything like that. Basically they have to take a COVID test and receive the results before they can leave South Bend, Indiana. And apparently if they don't comply with taking this COVID test and they can't register for classes in the spring. So kind of like a, and it's kind of ironic too that this president is, you know, putting out these threats like that when just like a month ago, um, the president was at the White House and he was at that big uh, event that turned into like a COVID super spreader where like lots of people that were there got COVID-19. So it's kind of tongue in cheek a little bit. The president saying one thing when he did something, you know, he was around people over a month ago. So now yeah. a lot of people are happy with that. Yeah, that's that's
1: definitely interesting. After like, I didn't know he was at that event where COVID was spread. So yeah, that's funny coming from him. But yeah, I wonder how like they 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 trace was at the stadium and manage getting all those people tested and how you check that and how you regulate that. That'd definitely be a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't know really um how that's gonna work. So going to wait and see. Um let's see. Do we so I know, we had, you know we've had, we talked about quite a few games that uh, you know, got co- uh, either postponed or canceled. Do you just kind of want to – I've got a list here of different games that I'm going to be kind of looking at a little bit more. Um, do you just kind of want to pick and choose any games that kind of interest you and kind of see what happens?
1: Yeah, I'll touch on a couple really quick, and then you can touch on the ones you have. Okay. Um, of course, um, tomorrow night, Iowa, Minnesota – um, I think that's an interesting game anyways. Um, both teams have struggled at times this year. Iowa looked pretty bad in their first two games offensively. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota got beat by Maryland, which was a, a huge surprise. So um, that'll be an interesting one. Um, uh, one of the best games Saturday, I think, will be Indiana-Michigan State.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I really like um, – I'm all, I'm all in on the Indiana bandwagon. Um, <laughs> they're 3-0 so far um and Sparty knocked off michigan but looked terrible last week against iowa um yeah. they're back at home so that'll be interesting to see which Sparty team shows up um i think penn state nebraska will be a good game not that it matters both teams are winless but i think that'll be a good game um and that's about oh and then I would just say Arkansas, Florida. I think that will be a good one to follow in terms of the spread. I think Florida wins there at home, but Arkansas has got a real shot at covering there. But, uh, yeah, any any
0: games for you? Yeah, I agree with all the games kind of you said already. A couple other ones that kind of jump out to me a little bit. Um, my, number nine, Miami at Virginia Tech. Uh, Miami sitting at six and one right now. Um, Virginia Tech at four and three. And Miami is actually a, pl- a two-point underdog going into this game, despite being a number nine in the country. So is this something we need to kind of keep our eye on? Miami, four and three against the spread uh, so far this season. Virginia Tech, three and four. Um, so being, that's a 11 o'clock game. Another ACC game at 11 o'clock. Uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina. North Carolina, five and two. um Wake Forest four and two. Wake Forest sneaky, sneakily is five and one against the spread this year. Um, and North Carolina wow. like four three. So, what's you know, uh, Wake Forest is getting thirteen and a half points. So that might be one to keep an eye on. We mentioned Nebraska, Penn State. Penn State being a three point favorite. Both teams are Penn State zero and three, Nebraska zero and two. So somebody's got to get their first win this weekend. Let's see anything else that pops out maybe a little West Virginia TCU West Virginia four and three on the season TCU three and three West Virginia five and two against the spread whereas TCU is four and two so that game could really go either way only West Virginia only getting three points there so oh here's I think Oops, one. One the- oh, sorry go ahead. Yeah, go ahead go ahead I just say one more that just popped out me Illinois Rutgers even though Illinois is not very good Rutgers no only one and two Rutgers is actually a seven point favorite that kind of that's a lot of points for Rutgers I think it is a lot yeah that's a big spread
1: um one game that actually I just realized that is a big game Saturday is um Purdue Northwestern that's the game we talked about that could decide that side of the Big Ten um depending on you know how many games Wisconsin gets in and all that they're back on track now but Um, Yeah, I think the winner of that is the biggest contender to Wisconsin to win that side of the division. So both teams are undefeated. That'll be a good one to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Then there's a couple other ones I just – I wanted to touch on quickly. A few few of our Pac-12 games are back. We have, let's see, Arizona State and Cal. Cal missed last week. But Arizona – even though Arizona lost last week, they still hung around with – was it USC last week? I think so, Yeah. So I got that one there. Um, Let's see. Utah, UCLA. Utah did not also their first game. Utah, two and a half point favorites on the road at UCLA. I think, I know they lost quite a bit, but another one, Oregon, Washington State. Oregon should probably beat them easily. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers the whole slate there. Even though we lost some games, there are some other ones that will probably hopefully make up for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. There'll be some good ones to watch regardless.
0: Yeah, so we want to go ahead and move ahead to the NFL? Yeah,
1: let's hop into some NFL. Um, so you covered the games last episode. Um, just some those last couple from last week, those those primetime games. Um, New Orleans took it to Tampa, 38-3. Um, Tampa was actually five-point favorites in that game. Um, that was a game where I did – um, see New Orleans covering that spread, and they do. Um, but I definitely – I don't think anybody saw a 35-point beatdown at Tampa. Absolutely. That was crazy. Yeah, that was wild to see. I mean, Brady played bad. He didn't wow. play good at all after after he's had a really strong season. I think they um, – so,
0: like, statistically and, like,
1: score-wise, his worst game he's ever played. Yeah, I saw he basically had, like – I don't know if he'd never been beaten that bad or, like, had been – decades but yeah that was wild um yeah so the saints cover the spread there the under over under set at 51 and a half that goes under um there's 31 points in the first half so it looked like it was trending towards the over and then a whopping 10 points in the second half and mm-hmm. the under hits um our other game to recap is the the pats played at the jets uh, new england won i believe it was 30 27 on a late field goal where they yep. trailed They trailed most of the game. Uh, The Jets looked pretty good. They scored points, um, which was weird to see. Their offense looked good. Joe Flacco looked pretty good. Um, But the Jets covered – the spread was New England minus seven. minus seven. I think I got it at New England minus nine or ten. So the Jets covered that. Uh, Over-under was low. It was at 42. I think most of us saw that game as a clunker, like a low-scoring struggle. But – Flew past that line. I mean, we went like 15 points over there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those were our two recap games. Um, and looking ahead to week 10, um, tonight's Thursday night game, I think one of the best games of the week, Colts at Titans, two really solid teams in the AFC. Um, when I was typing out this document, the Titans were minus two and a half, which I felt was pretty reasonable at home, and I think they're the better team. Um, the line's moved to Colts minus one. So I think all the money must be going towards Indy to win, which is uh, surprised me. The over is at 48 and a half. Um, you got any thoughts on tonight's game?
0: I really don't have a – I don't know which way to lean this way just because I'm just pulling up my book here. So now, now I have it back to Colts plus two. Oh, wow. So I think it's bounced around between like a small, very small margin there. So – like I said, I don't know which way to lean, really, just because I feel like both teams are very similar. They both did that, you know, that AFC South battle there. Um, is this the first time they're meeting this season or the second time? I feel like it's the first. I, I think it's the first time, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, I really – my gut says Tennessee. I think they're the better team. Um, yeah. I, I, I just I, – I'm with you. I, I can't decide. I
0: think I'm just going to stay away from it. I think so too. I think maybe lean the under by at 48 and a half, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not hundred percent confident on this. one, so I think I'm staying away from this one tonight. Yep.
1: I'm in the same boat as you actually. So the one bet I would go with my book has Ryan Tannehill's passing touchdowns, the line at one and a half, and he has hit two or more in 16 of his 18 starts with Tennessee so almost every time, and I think he's hit 7-8 or, like, 8-9 to nine this year. He's only missed it once this year.
0: Mm-hmm. So that,
1: to me, that seems like a lock. Um, it's, like, mine. I got, like, minus 160, so you got to throw a little bit of cheese on it. Like, I put down, like, 30 to win, like, 20-some. But um, I think that's probably the bet there for that game.
0: Yeah, you know, the – Obviously the Titans have Derrick Henry with their rushing game and the Colts have, you know, been a very good job stopping the run this season. So we'll kind of see which end kind of holds up their end. Yeah. Yeah. And if that Indy run D comes
1: out, maybe Tennessee has got to throw it a little more. Um, all right, will hop into some of the better Sunday games. Um, let's see. The Bucs are at the Panthers. I think that's a really intriguing game. The Bucks are minus five and a half. Um, coming off, like we said, that ugly Sunday night game where they lost by 35. And the Panthers are coming off a good showing in Kansas City where they took KC down to the wire. I think they lost by a point or two. Yeah. So I think that's a spread worth looking at in terms of Carolina. Um, the Bucks minus five and a half seems a little much to me. Do um, you have any thoughts on that game?
0: Um, yeah. I w- initially, I, when I looked at that, I thought maybe Carolina, just because they came off the good game, like we said, um, Carolina so far is only one in three against the spread at home, whereas Tampa Bay is two and three on the road against the spread. So Carolina not the best at covering spreads at home, but we said you know it's only only a touch less than a touchdown uh, spread. So never know, never know what can happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be just that'll be a good game to follow for sure. Um, some of the other ones: Bills at the Cardinals. Um, last I checked Cardinals were one point favorites. Um, yeah, that's I think surprising. that line you can see that. That's surprising to me too. they just lost they lost Miami who's a good team this year but the bills have been rolling. I think they're seven and two and yep. are coming off a win against Seattle who is one of the better teams in the league. So um, I'm with you I, I'm surprised the bills aren't favored there. Um, I'm looking right now. I
0: got bills that are at two and a half point underdogs now. Wow. So we're talking the money's going to Arizona. Arizona, Yeah. So, I mean, Bills are only one and three against the spread on the road, whereas the Cardinals are two and two at home. So. Yeah, that Uh, I'm thinking Bill. Yeah. That's surprising to me. Uh, Another, another one I want to touch on about that game. So the over under, what did you, what do you have written down for the over under for that game? uh, 56 and a half, a lot of points. So initially, it opened at 49. So that over total on total has gone up significantly since initially opened. So wow, I think
1: those are always so cool to look at how how much those jump up and down.
0: I mean, yeah, both both game both the Bills and Cardinals games last weekend were very high scoring. So I think the Bills had the Seahawks and the Cardinals had the Dolphins. And I remember both those games being very high scoring. So maybe they're tempting us to want to go over that 56 and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think if I had to bet there, I would lean over. Um, yeah. It, it's, as
0: well.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of points. I think I'll stay away from it, but I would lean over there.
0: Um, oh, hold on. I got one more thing. Okay. I got one more thing here. I am done betting unders here because every time I bet under, I get burned by it. No matter if it's <laughs> Max SEC, Big Ten, NFL. I am done betting unders for the foreseeable future here. We are – I am going strictly overs. If I I don't like the over, I'm just not hitting that total at all. So I am without – no more unders unless it is very clearly an under game. I like
1: that. It's always like – I've always felt like it's more frustrating to bet the over and have it – it's always more frustrating to bet the – Under and have it go over, rather than bet the over and have it go under. Like I always just like I feel like I should bet the
0: over, and if I bet the under and it loses, I get so upset. Cause literally, there's nothing you can do about it once that over. Once that over hits, like the over can hit like either like the third quarter or even like first half. And there's like it's 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 if you hit the if it's if you lose the under, it's it's a loss, and you have to live with that the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, it feels like. Yeah, exactly. Like with the over, you always have life. Like you can there can be a, a huge rush of points, like a point flurry. You can root for overtime like in college football and just pray it goes like two, three, four overtimes. Like there's almost there's always life with the over, it feels like. But yeah, yeah. once that once you have the under and the over hits, you're just you're done. SOL well, basically. Yeah, and you gotta live with that. Um Sorry. Touch on
0: another- Sorry, I had to go on a little rant there. I got frustrated. Oh, no, I,
1: I totally agree with you. The overs are where it's at. Um, we'll just touch on a couple other ones really quick. Um, Seahawks at Rams is a really interesting one. The Seahawks have been great all year. Um, the Rams are favored by two, which surprised me. Um, and looking at the past few games in that series, the Rams are actually four and one in their last five against Seattle, which is okay. – that surprised me, yeah. Um, but the Rams uh, minus two there over under at 56. Seattle seems like they're always scoring a lot of points, giving up a lot of points. So um, that line seems pretty reasonable. Um, Bengals at Steelers. Um, Big Ben's on the COVID list, so I believe he's not going to play. That's a game that's not currently on my book right now, and I think that's probably due to Ben being out. I don't know if they're still figuring out a line or what, but. I know you touched on it. I think your book had it. What Steelers minus seven and a half?
0: Uh, one second here. Yep. So currently, um, Steelers is, is uh, initially opened at my Steelers were ten point favorites, and has gone down to Steelers seven and a half. I'm sure that's you know because of Ben Roethlisberger. I'm just I did a quick Google search if there's a new update on him. Um, it looks like it says he just can't practice, but the Steelers are preparing as if he can't will be playing on on Sunday there. So um, I honestly for that game might lean or even take the Bengals seven and a half. The Bengals are six and two against the spread this year. Same record as the Steelers and the Bengals are three and one on the road against the spread there. So I do very well um, on the road against the spread by the Steelers. You know they're also three and one at home against the spread. So it's like literally almost the same numbers. Um, so I don't know. I'm, so, I'm th- obviously if if Big Ben's out I would definitely take the Bengals um points even money line as well so cuz we've seen in the past Steelers Mason Rudolph as a backup or even Duck Hodges is he still on the team anymore I liked him when he was there but I think I think he is I'm not entirely for sure but yeah, I know so. I think Rudolph is at least Yeah um sure. so yeah I would Maybe lean Bengals seven and a half there.
1: I completely agree with you. I think this Bengals team is a lot better than the record shows. They have, you know, Burroughs looked really solid this year. They have a lot of weapons on the outside. Um, Like you said, most of their games have been close. They've covered almost all their spreads. They knocked off Tennessee, who's one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, Yeah, I I would take Bengals spread there, definitely. And then the last game we'll touch on is the Monday night game. I know – um, this is a big one for you. The Vikings are at the Bears. Um, the Bears have kind of been in a slump here recently. Like they've lost, what, three in a row? Um, yeah. They're taking on... Slump's putting it nicely. <laughs> yeah. They're taking on red-hot Dalvin Cook, who has set the league on fire the past few weeks. Uh, the Vikings oh. are minus three. Over-unders at 44. Uh, thoughts
0: on that game? I don't know, I Really? Uh... To be honest, I really haven't thought of the Bears really much at all since that pathetic performance against the Titans. So I think I will re- – I'm glad we don't play till Monday. I'll reevaluate over the weekend and probably give a better analysis and pick next episode. Gotcha. Yeah, I like that. Take some time to think on it, and we'll
1: come back Sunday night with picks on that. Um, all right, you want to get into the best five?
0: Let's do it
1: me kick one. it off.
0: Yeah, I can start. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll start in college football, um, or I guess what we should go back to the masters a little bit. Like we said, we do have our pending picks. Those are from, uh, last time we, I have Dustin Johnson to win the whole thing. Uh, Colton's got both Bryson and DeChambeau and Brooks kept both finished in the top 10. So that, that will keep going to effect as well over the weekend. My first pick for this new round of best five, I'm going to take Indiana minus seven against Michigan State. Indiana has shown that they are the second best team on the east side of the Big Ten. This fact that they're getting uh, seven point, or I think they easily can cover that seven points against Michigan State. I believe that we saw the true Michigan State last week against Iowa, who flat out sucked. And I think Indiana will be able to easily take it to them and win by seven plus. I
1: 100% agree. In fact, I agree so much that is one of my um, top five picks. I am I am all in on the Hoosier hype train. I am I am rocking the red and white. I love Indiana. Um, they're my, I hope they win the Big Ten. I don't think they will, but I'm also <laughs> going to take Indiana minus seven.
0: All right. Unless Rocky Lombardi shows up and destroys the hype train, <laughs> but I highly doubt it's going to happen. Um, yeah, looking at last week, he really struggled, that's for sure. I know, yeah. My next pick, I'm going to another team that I've been riding this whole time uh, Arkansas plus 17 against Florida. Basically, Colton, when you see a team that you like and do well with, you hop on that horse and hitch that horse up until they buck you off. And Arkansas right now is 6-0 against the spread this year. Um, they're getting 17 points at Florida, which now Florida, know, very good team this year. But I think, like I just said, until Arkansas throws, until the Arkansas horse throws me off, I'm going to stick with them. So Arkansas plus 17.
1: I totally agree there. I don't know if you got the – Username and password to my betting account, but I also bet um, Arkansas plus 17 there too. That's not one of my top five picks, but I also bet that as well. I love that pick. Great Um, things think alike. Exactly, yeah. Yep. And like you said, they haven't done us wrong yet, so why not stop? Keep riding that horse. Um, Yep. Uh, So my second pick, I'm going to stick with another college football pick. I'm going to take Wisconsin minus four Um, Mm -hmm. They look terrific in that opener, um, throttled Illinois. It looks like they got a legit quarterback who had just, ate through a wonderful game that night. Um, Michigan struggled. I don't think, you know, it seems like every year this happens. They're not the team that they're hyped out to be. Um, so I am going to go with,
0: I feel pretty confident in this. I'm going to take Wisconsin minus four and a half. Okay. And, you know, get, given they haven't played for since, you know, week one of the big 10 schedule, so. We'll have to see, see how they come out. I probably won't. I'll probably stay away from that one, but um, yeah, I don't know which way I would lean there. So Um, my, my third college pick um, I'm just looking for them. I can't find their game on my thing, but Fresno state minus 10. I forget who they're playing. So I, Oh, here we go. Fresno state minus 10 against Utah state Fresno state so far on the season is two and one overall two and one against the spread. Utah State is 0-3, 0-3 against the spread. Utah State just fired Gary Anderson basically the middle of the week after they got destroyed by I forget who, but not great when you lose your head coach early early in the season. So I think Fresno State minus 10 should be no issue there. So that's my third college pick.
1: Yeah, that's a game I didn't even look at, but I like that pick, yeah. Some,
0: some, um, some games just kind of pop out at you and you just take take it, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy, like, hearing other people's perspectives because there's lots of games I would never have thought to bet, but I like that reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, my third pick, I'm going to go with the Bills. This is a game we touched on earlier, plus two and a half. Um, I think they're one of the better teams in the AFC. They looked, that offense looked really solid last week after they'd had a few weeks where they'd struggled. Um, granted, it was against Seattle's defense, prob- one of the worst defenses in the league. They have been super bad. Um, but I, th- I think they take care of business in Arizona I think they win so I'm going to take the Bills plus two and a half and I would also bet Bills money line
0: yeah I, I definitely agree with that that was definitely going to be on my card I won't put it in my best five just so we kind of stay get some different picks out there but yeah I definitely agree Bills two and a, two and a half there even even money line as well uh, I'll give my first NFL pick. I'm going to take the Dolphins one and a half points against the Chargers. Dolphins are, even though they're five, five and three really for the Dolphins, that's you know, more better than really I was expecting of them. Uh, are six and two against the spread. So three and one at home against the spread, doing very well there. Chargers struggling a little bit, two and six overall. Um, let's see five and three, even, you know, they're five and three against the spread. So I think, you know, it'd be pretty, pretty close game, but I think the dolphins are, will take care of business at home. Um, one dolphins minus one and a half there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it shocked me a little uh, bit against the Cardinals last week. So we'll kind of, we'll, we'll kind of ride them this week and see what happens. They did. Yeah.
1: They, they turned out to be a pretty solid team. Um, I know a lot of people are upset with with the Tua, um, him starting, but he looked really good last week. He yeah. looks like the guy. Yeah. Um, all right, my fourth pick is going to be the Panthers plus six against the Bucks plus five and a half six, whatever, whatever your books. Somewhere in that range. Yep. But you know, like we touched on earlier, the Bucks struggled a lot last week. Um, Carolina, they've been quietly, you know, kind of solid this. Like they've they've been in a lot of close games. Um, and they looked good last week against Kansas City. Um, I don't know if they necessarily beat Tampa, but they're at home. I think they keep it within five, six points. Uh, take the Panthers plus six.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll, I won't. Sh- I'm not quite sure which, like I mentioned earlier, which way really to lean there, just because I don't know which which Bucks team we're gonna get or even which Panthers team we're gonna get either. So yeah, that'll be a fun, probably a fun game to watch there. And I will give my last NFL pick. I will, I'm going to take the Browns three and a half against the Texans. Um, Browns are, are five and three overall, two and two against the spread at home. Uh, the Texans are two and six overall, one and seven against the spread overall, and zero oh and four on the road against the spread. I just think the Texans are kind of know, way down this year. I think the Browns are, this would be a good statement win for them. Um, so, I'm going to take the Browns three and a half over the Texans.
1: Boy, I did not realize the Texans were that bad against the spread. That is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know if Baker Mayfield is going to play? Because I knew he was on the COVID list at one point.
0: I believe he came off that list. I just saw within him either today or yesterday or something like that. Oh, yep. Yep. He's been activated. So, yeah. Um, and they, yeah, I like Browns are coming off a bye week as well. So, it'll be a good game for them to come back and get refreshed in. Yeah, I like that. That was one I was
1: steering away from because I didn't know if Baker was back or not, but, um, yeah, if he's in, I, I totally like that. Um, all right. My fifth and final pick is going to be the the Bengals plus eight against the Steelers. Okay. Um, I think regardless of whether big Ben plays or not, I think Cincinnati keeps it close. Um, like we said, they've been great against the spread. Um, I really like that offense. I love Burrow. I love the receivers. Um, So I think they keep it close against Pittsburgh, whether big Ben plays or not Um, Bengals plus, you know, whatever it is now, I don't know if it's seven, eight. it was 10. So whenever you get it, I take Bengals on the spread.
0: Yeah. I basically echo everything you said there. They're on my honorable mention list as well. Um, Yeah. I guess I really don't have too much more to add there. Um, I'll give my, Quick honorable mentions, and then we'll kind of wrap it up here. Um, Just like I mentioned, Bengals, seven and a half, eight. um, Bills, plus two and a half was also on my honorable mentions. And my two college games are on my honorable mentions was um, Wake Forest, plus 13 and a half against North Carolina. Kind of North Carolina really hasn't, in my eyes, hasn't really performed as well as we initially thought, despite only being five and two. Wake Forest sneakily, sneakily five and one against the spread this season so very doing very well there so I, I like them 13 and a half and then my other my last honorable mention is Arizona State minus three and a half against Cal um I thought Arizona State put up a good good battle last week against USC Cal had to cancel their first game they hadn't had a mascara in their but this will be their first game so at Arizona State too so I like the Sun Devils three and a half
1: yeah, I like that because, like you said, Arizona State looked really good last week until late in that ball game. It looked like they were going to take care of USC, and the mm-hmm. wheels just kind of fell off at the end. So, yeah, I like that pick.
0: You got any honorable mentions to talk about?
1: Um, I don't. I would I would really echo the ones that you said um, in terms of Wake Forest plus 13. I like that pick. And then Fresno State minus 10. I like both of those. Um, one thing I look at Sunday, just – um, watch those NFL player props. I really like to hammer. Um, if you get a good quarterback at a one and a half touchdown line, just throw a lot of money on that. A lot of those feel like locks, you know, whether it's, um, uh, you know, guys like Tannehill, guys like Rogers, guys like Brady, um, who tend to throw, you know, Russell Wilson, guys who tend to throw at least two, three touchdowns, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, so if, if you can get their touchdown line at one and a half, I love just hammering that because it feels like free money.
0: All right. That d- wraps it up for us. So thank you everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time.